The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 128, recorded January 13th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the team. The other host is... Michael Diaz. How you doing, Joe? Good, Michael. How are you? How's the haircut? The haircut's good. I know this really excellent barber that works at affordable rates. <laughs> oh, good. Good. It looks good. You look tough. Hey, well, I am tough. From the, from the neck up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as I sit in a big comfy chair with a Star Wars yeah. t-shirt on. Right. Um, yeah, decent week, eh? I don't know. What's the winner? We got, a, we got our bid for the uh, generator. <laughs> oh yeah how'd that go uh, it's it's a lot but i think we'll end up doing something i can't have no power well no I, but you 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 got the bid for the like the the top of the line generac automatically turns on right well it's a generac automatically turns on but it's not certainly not top of the line because we only wanted to to power a few things it'll power all of the, basically the one we that we'll get will power the entire house but not like the air conditioning the central air that you know what i mean it's yeah, a, central air takes a lot of power. It does, so it won't do that. But everything else by default would work because we have a lot of our stuff is already on gas. So anyways, I'm sure the people don't want to hear any of that nonsense. How about your week? How was that? Good. I, well, really geeky for me this week. I geeked the hell out. I did we'll not. that. I did not. I did. Well, you want, yeah, I don't, this free time is crazy. I don't know how you do it. I really don't. Uh, and have, have a family. Uh, like, How do you get away with this? Here's the thing. My teenagers go to bed between eight and nine. And Shaylee usually goes to bed not so not so uh long after that. Yeah. Okay. I'm a night owl. I go I usually go to bed around eleven or twelve, so I usually have a good couple hours. I'm I go to bed at eleven as well. Ten, ten forty five, eleven o'clock. Yeah. But I'm not reading enough. I need to what I what my problem is focus. Um I've been taught over the last 15 years with, with the internet and all this other nonsense not, not to focus as much, and reading helps me get focused. So the problem is I've conditioned myself to read like at night, like before I go to bed, and it puts me to sleep, which means I don't read as much as I should because I've turned it into a Pavlovian response. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I do a fair amount of that too, but <laughs> I read until I slap my face in the, with the tablet, and then I'm like, all right. Time to go to yeah, sleep. my problem is it's like 10 minutes in. Because it's Pavlovian now. It's like, oh, I'm reading. I'm going to bed. And like, I get five pages. What am I going to get? You know? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to try. Well, here's the thing. I have always read. Like. I used to. Obscene amounts. Like, not just with books. Like, some people are like, oh, I read 200 books last year and I, I was off. And usually I read 300. I'm like, what? Now, I don't necessarily read a lot of books, but I read like tons of comics Things. and manga. I read everything. I read the internet. I mean, I can't tell me hi, I can't tell you how many times. I'm like, oh, this person's in this movie, and then two hours later I'm down some wiki hole learning right. about uh you know, uh water witches. 
you know, dowry or whatever the, the dow, what the dowager sticks, right? Like something really obscure. I'm like, Oh, now I know all about this. Why? I have no idea, but I do now. There you go. So well, knowledge. Right. If I ever get on jeopardy and make money, then it'll be finally worth it. Other than that, it's pretty useless at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, well, why don't we jump right into the news, huh? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so I got word today. I can't remember what side I was watching or reading, not watching, uh, that Mando season three right now is delayed due to COVID. But, you know, what isn't right now? Like the world is is all Omicron. Right. So who knows? It'll be late. It will be late. But hopefully we get it done. Hopefully no one, you know, gets really sick on the show. But it just sucks. It's another another thing pushed back. Everything's getting pushed back. Um, I don't know. What are you concerned or no? Yeah, I mean, I'm concerned only in that. I, mean, I want to see this stuff. I you know, but I'm not too concerned about Mandalorian. I mean, it's of the two Star Wars shows. It's my favorite. I mean, well, yeah, live action. So not a lot of comparison there. But I'm really eager for Obi Wan. I'm, oh my god! Yeah, I'm really eager for the Cassian Andor series. So, I'm I'm, I'm assuming both of them. I mean, we know Obi Wan's coming out sometime. They're both in the can, so both, it's just it's post production now. So, which that can delay it too, because if they're not going into the you know their studios and whatnot on their supercomputers, they can work from home. But transferring all that. Right, you know the digital effects that you need significant bandwidth, and you're gonna have to wait. Whereas, if you're on site where it is, boom! Oh, I need to move five terabytes. Boom, done it. Right. Whereas, oh, I need five terabytes at home. Well, I'll start. Right. <laughs> so that's gonna you know affect the you know post production as well. But you know, we got another season of the Bad Batch coming out at some point. When that is, I don't know. But I'm hoping there's enough in the can and will be released to, you know, keep me entertained until Mandalorian season three comes out. It's already, I mean, it's been a year right now, right? Just under a year. Um, Since under a year. Season two finished. Yeah. Yeah. Finished, but by yeah. the time it comes out, it's going to be like two and a half, almost three years. Right. Right. I want more Mandalorian, but you know, we live in strange times, so what can you do? We, we just do. wait. And the way Star Wars is going, they may want more Mandalorian soon, too. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that with Boba Fett. If anything, I'm honest. Uh, Peacemaker, episode one. You said he watched the first 10 minutes and had to shut it off? <laughs> <laughs> I threw it on and then realized I had to make dinner and finish watching Eternals for this episode. Right, and did some quick math, and so I didn't have time to finish the first episode. So, I which stopped. is fine. We'll we'll get the Peacemaker. I think next week. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll watch I that before probably Matrix. Just so you know, that's fine. They released three episodes. They're out today. Um, the first three. Episodes. That's HBO Max. Is that HBO Max? It is. Okay. Like I said, I'll just say this: the first ten minutes is freaking hilarious. I love it already. Okay. I, and I still have, I've only, I watched a fifth of the episode 
and I already love it. All right. Maybe I'll watch episode one tonight after this podcast. Maybe you've talked me into it. All right, so we'll talk about that next week. So those out there that are listening, know that Peacemaker is now out on HBO Max. You can stream the first three episodes. And then this last piece of news you have here, Michael, is not a lot. Not a lot. It's not. Well, it's been a while now. Looks like The Boys Season 3 is coming back. But remember, this whole last year was COVID. And right. you know, almost the last two years has been COVID. So we were lucky in that they pretty much had Season 2 done. Right, but then it's a big, gap, a big gap for three, though, right? Yeah, we're not looking until June 3rd, 2022, until season three premieres. Which is only four or five, five months. It's five months. But That's not still, how, when, when did the last season end? I don't even remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. You know, and there's a ton, there are, there is news out there, like this is, that, but, but it's not news of things coming up. It's just a lot of like, you know, little stories here and there, but nothing to... I mean, well, to, I didn't to put this up. on here, but did you see that? Uh, is it fake or is it real trailer for the uh, Knights of Ren show or movie? No, I did not see that. This is a, a, fan, film, a fan thing. I don't know. It's it's filmed like someone watched it as a trailer in front of a movie, and it's all like gotcha. like on a cell phone, and it looks you know if it's a fake, which it is, but it's a really good fake. You should watch it. I'll send you the link after this right. after we record. But uh, I'll give it a watch. It's got to be fake. There's no way Star Wars. I'm sorry, no one at Lucasfilm is that secret where they could do a you know a few episodes or even a movie of the Knights of Ren and sneak that out. Right. That said, it's a pretty good fake. All right, I'll get out there. So with that news being over, we can jump right into our geek this week. Mine's a small one. I'm jumped back into the High Republic. I'm trying to read and catch up. Um, as I was telling Michael prior to the podcast, it's like I read and I fall asleep in 10 minutes because I've taught myself. I, I, I try to read at night at, in bed, which is probably the worst time you can read because I've taught myself that after three or four pages, I just fall asleep. So it's taking me forever to get through the High Republic. Um, and it's a good story. It's not, it's not the book's fault. I'm reading Into the Dark, which is the... Young adult one, I guess, uh, but it's a, it's it's a good book. Um, but I got to catch up. I'm like I I three, bo- three books down. I'm three books down already because they put the third book for the full series is now out. So you know, behind. Oh. But it, and they have a thing on StarWars.com where you can watch. Uh, it's like the one year anniversary of all the High Republic stuff, and they talk about phase two of high Republic. So I'll have to watch that, but I didn't want, I was afraid of watching it, of getting spoilers in the book. So I didn't watch it. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. But I'm, I'm glad. I think it's going to be, I think these stories can be good. I think there's a lot of Jedi in there that you can really grab onto as, as um, characters, because honestly, when's the last time we saw a Jedi? Ahsoka, I guess, but it's not new. We've seen Ahsoka before. Right. But Star Wars movie, I mean, you know, in, in my opinion, this, the, the the sequels don't have the sequel trilogies don't have Jedi. There's no Jedi no, in it, and even the, you know, the Star Wars itself does. You had Kenobi, and but but not a lot, you know. And that's what I liked a little bit more about the prequels is you got to learn about all these Jedi, right? So I, I, I kind of like this. The High Republic does that in in a bigger way. So it's nice to get back to that. But there's been nothing on screen 
that has a lot of Jedi story stuff. So we'll see. You like of the Jedi, huh? The mythos, why not? You know? No, I, I hear you. I mean, one of the- It's like a Western without cowboys. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Oh, I hear you. One of the things I do like about the prequels is just that you get to see so many Jedi. Yeah. And that's, you know, obviously this is at, you know, the beginning of the Clone Wars and blah, 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 and they all die. But yes, I, I can see, even though I haven't gotten into it yet, I can see the appeal of the High Republic just because you get to see the Jedi basically at their peak. Yeah, and there's good there's good characters too. It's not just, you know, or just some interesting characters in there. So I, I would suggest if you're a Star Wars fan, that's it's worth a read. So go do it. Michael, you I have I think I own two I of the books. I, I at least own the one you're reading right now, because I think I have whenever they go on sale or something, like for a couple bucks, I'll grab them. Oh, okay. Right in the you should let me know. I have them always my problem is I pre order <laughs> and I'll wait till they're so I've got them, you know, downloaded. But um See, I, I always know. I'm like, those will go on sale. I mean, like you said, it just hit a year, and at least a couple of them dropped down like two, three bucks or something like that. Yeah, and I have to finish the Thrawn, the last three Thrawns that are out there. There's a lot, there's a lot to read that I'm just not on. See, there's like a total of six up. Thrawn books now, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of books. It is, and they're not small. No. Timothy Zahn doesn't write small books. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyways, all right, you've got a full list here. What's going on? I do. So I'll try to go through it fairly fast. But I think I mentioned before, uh, the new hotness is Chainsaw Man in manga. My uh, right. Shay's son, who's in the Navy, he's really into it. He got me into it. I read the first volume, loved it. It's it's a complete uh, fever dream for someone that's in like junior high. Um, but when I bought that, it's uh, Amazon suggested me, hey, how about Kaiju number eight? It's about a guy who's on a kaiju cleanup crew. I think I mentioned this before, right? So, but he comes he at the in the in like the second uh, chapter or whatever, he becomes a kaiju. Oh, like uh, like uh, Ultraman or something? Not like yeah, Ultraman. He comes like this big monster thing. Well, he, I'm sorry. No, I mean, he, he well, does he go back to a human and then back and forth. He can hide himself as a human, but it takes a lot of concentration. But uh. I got the I got volume one thinking oh this is really good, and I as, I, as soon as it got done of course it ends on a cliffhanger because that's how it works, and I immediately went to go buy volume two, okay, not realizing that number that volume one just came out in December, and that volume two wasn't isn't even scheduled to come out until April. So, I'm I've already pre ordered kaiju eight, kaiju kaiju number eight volume two so now I'm at a cliffhanger. So I was talking manga, like I said, with, with Jay's son, who's in the Navy. He's out on deployment right now. Okay. He uh, turned me on to this app called, let me see what it's called here. I don't know if it's a, it's a legal app or not, because you kind of have to do some shenanigans to get it installed, but it's called Tachi Yomi. Okay. It's kind of like, it's a manga reader, kind of like how you can uh, download readers that can read digital comics that are in CBR or CBZ format, you know. They, which there are legal re- ways to read comics that way, but some people steal comics digitally and read them with a comic book reader. This app appears to be a manga reader that's similar. And he pointed to me some websites. I'm, I think this is like in a gray area, if not complete piracy. 
<laughs> but all I know is uh, I found a bunch of manga that I'm reading now. He gave me a bunch of suggestions, but I started reading. I picked up Sweat and Soap Volumes 3 and 4, which is a romance manga, so don't judge me. Sweat. I, I, I judge you anyway. So what are you talking about? <laughs> it's really sweet and it's really good. I like it. I don't know why I like it. I, I bought them on a Because you like I things think. like, you know, European whiny pop. That's why you like it. Uh-oh. My, I pissed off Michael. He knocked his mic off. His, uh, I did. There I he goes. I did that. He's back. There we go. You got angry. You got angry because I made yeah. fun of your European whiny rock. No, I just got, it's not whiny rock. Okay, some of it's whiny. <laughs> oh. I admit it is. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, we read Sweat and Soap volumes three and four. I'll probably finish that up soon. It's only 11 volumes, so I hope to be done in the next two weeks. Um, as you, you may have saw last night, really playing a lot of uh, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe on my, on my little uh, yeah. Switch there. God, I love that game. It's good, huh? Well, I just love the Switch Deluxe, but also, I mean, not Switch Deluxe, the, the Switch uh, Lite. Yeah. The Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, God, it's not easy. No. It's not easy. It, I, but I play, I'm playing a lot of it. And last but not least, I uh, the South Park, the Stick of Truth went on sale for $7.49 or something like that last week. So I grabbed that too, and it's it's hilarious. It's like playing an episode of South Park. So Gotcha. A lot of manga, a lot of video games. I swear to you, I'm not an eighth grader, but apparently my hobbies make it seem like I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? That's it. That I think that's enough. You think so? It's <laughs> probably more, but that, that's good enough. <laughs> Hold on here. Let me get something straight. All right. Well. Before we jump into it, we're going to talk about Eternals review, and we're going to talk about The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 3, Streets of Mount Sespa. But before we jump into that, you know, just want to tell you about our Patreon page. And if you go to patreon.com slash kybercast, you can you can uh, help us out with a little tip if you'd like, and, um, you know, show us a little bit of uh, some love there if you like us. If you hate us, double the money. Then we'll maybe we'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash Kybercast. With that said, let's jump into our first main topic for the show. We had a chance to watch Eternals. Michael finished it today. I watched it a few days ago. Um, so coming in cold, Michael, I kind of told you what I thought earlier behind the scenes. So I want to know what you're thinking. I kind of loved it. Yeah. Which I already know how you feel about it, and we'll let you get to that. But I don't think it was great, but I think I think Marvel took a risk on this one mm-hmm. on purpose. I mean, yes, they, they've hired, you know, some pretty big name uh, directors. You know, Kenneth Branagh did the first Thor. Yep. Uh, they brought back, what, was it Joe Johnston to do the first uh, Captain America movie? Yes. Um, and that's great. I mean, and don't get me wrong, all those movies are fantastic. I love the MCU films. But I think on this one, they got Chloe Zhao, who, you know, won the Oscar coming for off Nomad. Nomad Land. Yep, coming off of Nomad Land. Um, I think, I mean, I remember reading about the fact that this Marvel movie had the most actual location shots where they actually went to some of these places. 
And yeah, it makes sense. being around the world, it makes sense, right? Yeah, exactly. They hit so many places around the world, it makes sense. But also, I remember reading articles about how, I mean, any movie has to be lit. But she tried to get as many scenes as she could with natural light in certain spots. So, it, Which feels a little flatter, but that's not bad. The cinematography's not bad or anything. It does, but I thought, like I said, this was not that other directors haven't had their imprint on their different Marvels. I mean, even the Russo brothers, you know their style, yeah. right? Yeah. But this one even more so because she's not she's not a typical director that you would pick for this, right? Necessarily. But this was a more introspective story that did build a little slower. And I can see I can see why people don't like this movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say but, yesterday to you. Yeah, I, I can see why people don't like it, but and maybe part of it is because I knew that this one wasn't like I, I you know, uh, this is on Rotten Tomatoes and it doesn't have a great score and and I knew that and not that I based my interpretations or my uh-huh. reactions based on what Rotten Tomatoes is. L- but let's see what Alan thinks of sometimes that. Sometimes I go <laughs> no, I did the same. I go back to this every time. I Suicide know. Squad had a terrible score. I still went in wanting to love it, and I still couldn't love it. This one, I was expecting to be disappointed, and maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. But I think it's just Marvel and Feige took a risk on this one and said, "Let's give this one, let's let's make this one different and see if it works." Whether or not it works, that's up to the viewer. Um, I mean, it made decent money. I mean, any movie that makes what over, I think it made over $400 million. I don't know. You, I can't, check. you can't sneeze at that, but I think if it, costs, if it costs 300 to make it, then yeah, you can sneeze at yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's a problem. I don't know what I'm it costs. Saying, I'm saying, you know, everyone expects Marvel films to make a billion, you know, each 800 time. to a billion yeah. now, right? Right. So, kind of, so, Kind of like how you know Solo, that made a fair amount of money too, four hundred mm-hmm. some odd million or something like that. But yeah. it didn't make, you know, the Force Awakens money. No. So, was this movie a failure? I don't think so. I really enjoyed it, but I can see why people didn't like it. What do you think, Joe? Well, like, um, I didn't hate the movie. I, I think I'll like it better the second time, honestly, because I don't know anything about this stuff. <clears throat> like, uh, for instance, you've heard me say in this podcast, I like Shang-Chi because it's all new characters. And I like, you know, in fact, I think that's still my favorite comic book movie of 2021, even though Spider-Man No Way Home is freaking awesome. But something about Shang-Chi, I just like this whole new story that I've never saw before, <clears throat> never experienced. And this one, I, there's so many characters, there's so many characters that it's just hard for me to, to grasp in any single one of them. It's like doing the Avengers first if you don't know any of those characters. So it's a, it's a lot to take in. Um, but I don't think it's a bad movie. I liked it, but I think I'll like it better the second time um, knowing a little more. But you know more backstory. So does that help as you Not watched for it? this one, only because uh, this is going to – oh, comic book fans are going to hate me for this. Do it. Do it. This is some Jack Kirby stuff, right? He loved mm-hmm. this really wild he cosmic shit. Yes. Yeah. 
No, he did. This is it's Kirby all over it. I think it's great. You know, I am not a fan of Jack Kirby. Well, he did a lot of Doctor Strange too, did he not? Yeah, uh, I thought it was Steve Ditko. Oh, maybe it was Ditko. I don't know. I don't know my comic, but I know Kirby's a pretty wild dude. Listen, I I don't get me wrong. I love Kirby. I respect Kirby. He gave us so much when it comes to comics. Okay, just as much, if not more, than Stan Lee did. I that said, there are people like I personally. I grew up on eighties art in comics, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. It affects your taste and your palate. Sure. Now, was I, if I was a little kid in the 60s when Kirby and Stan Lee started doing, you know, their comics, like Fantastic Four and all that stuff, I probably would think that Kirby, Kirby, Jack King Kirby was that, the king. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. I am not the biggest fan of Kirby's artwork. And I realize that's near blasphemous for a comic book fan to say. I'm just not. I respect him. I love him. He's just not for me. You know, it's just, I guess, you know, there's some, like, even when music, there's some artists, like, I <laughs> respect and recognize, like, Pink Floyd, what a huge effect they've had on music. Yep. Do I listen to their music? Almost never. Right. It's just not me. So, the point I'm trying to make is. Well, what is it about Kirby's artwork is it just too much like over the top is it too over the top for you i think it's too blocky but again comic book fans are slaying me for this but all that to say um (laughs) all that to say i really didn't read a lot of the old kirby stuff so i my experience with the eternals Mm -hmm. was from a comic that was done in the late nineties, I think early two thousands where it was written by Chuck Austin, who has become like persona non grata in the comic book world. Okay. And he did this very adult, almost uh, very European take on sci-fi and comics when he did the Eternals, and I loved it and everyone else hated it. So all that to say, I really didn't. And he is, was a complete reinvention of the inter- the Eternals. It's got something completely different. So none of what I read there applied to this. Okay. So I came in pretty much as, I don't want to say ignorant, but pretty much, yeah, ignorant. I didn't know this to the same level you knew this, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't do any reading and history of it. Um, I mean, I pulled up the Wikipedia today because, I, you know, the first one, I think, according to Wikipedia, was 1976. So, um, product of its time, I guess. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, what I was saying is I, I liked the film, but it was really slow because you, you have to build up, you have to get into each one of these characters and like them, right? Right. Before you can actually get a story going. So, Part of me is like, man, this could have been a two-parter. They could have maybe done something, but I'm not quite sure I grasped on any one of them to really care about, but I didn't hate anybody. You know what I mean? There's nothing, right? you know, there's some nice twists in the end. Again, spoilers. It is a review. I mean, when you find out what their real purpose is and then they got to, you know, and then you've got Icarus stopping them, you know, the Superman of the Eternals. He's the closest thing to Superman that Marvel's ever going to do, I would think. 
Well, they even call him Superman in the movie. I know that's what's funny. I don't have a cape. Um, <laughs> you have, you know, Kamel. Can, how do you say his name? Cannot. Uh, I can say it when I read it. Oh, Kamal Nanjiani. Kamal Nanjiani. Um, played himself. He didn't really. Change. I mean, he's a lot right. like you know. He he's he's the same type of his style of delivering lines, which is great. He's awesome, and I love him. Uh, and that's probably why they casted him. They wanted that type of character, so it was well casted there. Um, I liked Sprite. Is that her name? Yeah, Sprite. Yeah, she was kind of cool in a vampiric way. It's a little bit like um, Interview with the Vampire. She can't grow up. She can't grow old. And, yeah, and it's funny so- you mentioned that because that's the exact same. Like, as we were watching the movie, I said to Shaylee, I said, God, for 5,000 years or longer, she's trapped as a teen or near teen? Oh, my God, that's hell. Why would they do that to her? Right. That's terrible. And the first thing I thought was, that's just like, uh, was it Camilla? I can't remember. Interview with the Vampire, yeah. Yeah, from Interview with the Vampire. It's just like her. I I know I butchered the name. That's not who it is. But anyway. But yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I really liked Gilgamesh. That was one of my favorite characters. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> you know? Um, now, I did read somewhere, like, they can respawn, right? Like, they go back. There's a there's like a a respawn thing. So, could Gilgamesh come back? And um, what's her name? Um, AJ, oh, AJ? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, at this point, you know more than I do. Well, I was reading some things where, like, they go, because they go from, they go... Between planet uh, births, right? Like when when the, the celestial is birthed out of the egg of a planet, which is kind of funny. It's, I mean, I get it. Each planet is an egg, so to speak. Um, that they they're sent back to a to wherever they're they come from, and they get their brainwashed, right? And they get and they regenerate. They, they can regenerate, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they did come back based on that. I mean. Yeah, I I could see that happening. Why not? I mean, they're basically robots, really. Right. They're, they're synthetic people. Right. So why not? And if their memories, maybe not the memories they had on Earth this time, but if all their previous memories are stored somewhere in some you know celestial spaceship or something, why couldn't you bring them back? You just rebuild the body and then re-inject the memories. Yeah, why not? Yeah, they can totally come back. So... There's no dying if they're uh, synthetic. So, right. Anyways, I, I so liked I will it. Say this. I, I liked it too. What I liked about it is number one. I like I said. I I didn't know about much about the uh, Eternals before this film, so I fully expected this to be a team, and right. And I I definitely fell for what they put into the trailers. 100%. I thought, oh, they're just going to show up as a fully formed type of Avengers. And, you know, the trailers kind of led us down that path. I mean, there's that question of, well, who's going to lead the Avengers now? And then Icarus says, well, I could lead them. You know? And I'm like, right. yeah, this is just going to be like cosmic Avengers showing up. So I wasn't expecting. I mean, the big surprise, the first big surprise for me was when um, Ajax died. Like, I'm like. Right. She was just at the beginning, and now she's dead already. This is all some some high beautiful take. Film now. Beautiful uh, Alfred Hitchcock moment from Psycho. Take a big star and kill him early. It's always effective, right? 
it worked. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that to happen at all. Now, no. they did some flashbacks, and you see her a little bit more then, but I was like, wow, she's really hardly in this movie. Right. Totally so that, but, it makes you, but it makes you think, well, now what's going to happen? So it really pulls you in. I mean, it's a smart, smart move, you know. Right, because as soon as, as soon, I mean, I'm, Shanley and I looked at each other, I'm like, well, she wasn't in the movie very long. She's dead. But then that just opens it all up. Oh, none of these people are safe. Right. I, all my, my preconception that this was going to be a fully formed new cosmic team, that's right out the window now. Now I don't know where this is going. Right. And even, you know, and having Angelina Jolie go mad, if you will, um, I didn't get that. And then obviously you find out at the end why they make sense. Right. And I'll say this, this movie surprised me a lot more than I thought it would. Especially, well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Nope, nope, go ahead. Go, go. I was going to say, especially when they did the flashback and you find out Icarus is the reason why she's dead. Ajax is dead. And you realize he is, he's a zealot. Well, he's. He's programmed, right? He's a computer program. Well, they all were, right? Right, but he's not breaking his program. He's not necessarily right. a bad guy. He's just programmed, right? No, and they even say that at the end. Um, where they say, uh, Fastos, he's like, you know what? In the end, we all followed our hearts, even Icarus. Right. And I liked F- Fastos was cool. He was a good character. He was. and But even uh, Kingo, you know, uh, Kamal Nanjiani. Yep. He... He did his own thing says, too. Uh, yeah. I agree with Icarus. Only I'm not going to kill you for my beliefs. He just takes off, doesn't help. Yeah. Um. Who was the one? The brain guy. Who was that guy? Brain guy. What do you mean? Didn't he, couldn't he like get into people's brains? Like almost like oh, talk- control people. Yeah. Uh, Druig. Druig. The, the names are gonna. Yeah. He was an interesting dude. There's interesting characters. I mean, they're all, it's just a, like a weird form of X-Men in a way. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But. So, is, again, Icarus flew to the sun. Mm, okay. Um, like, who didn't see that coming? But. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see it coming. Then I was like, oh, did, well, he's dead. But we or don't know. It? Right. We, right. You know, it's that whole thing. So, do, this is clearly a setup for a big big thing because like you got that celestial almost being born they stopped it and then the i don't know what can you say the celestial's name atheos Atho, who's the one that comes back and is going to place judgment on them later oh, arsham oh how do you say that uh, i'm sorry arsham arsham it's a-r-i-s-h-e-m <clears throat> so i think it's arsham. arsham yeah okay so at the end of the day this this thing's going to come back and determine if Earth is worth the save. So clearly, there, there's going to be Thanos type. Like that's the big bad. That's bigger than Kang, right? Like, and it's also we don't really know how this fits. Like, we, there's so much going on in Marvel. Like right now, Marvel I think is not in the best of spots. There's so many things happening. It's not nearly tied as well as the first four, three phases. Because I don't really know how Shing Chi is going to tie into this. We don't really. We got multiverse. We have Loki. There's like fifty million things going on. If you're a casual fan, it's just starting to get confusing, <laughs> right? 
I mean, if you're just well, a film man, you're you're confused. If you don't know any backstory, you're you're confused as hell. I mean, as an MCU fan, yes, you're at some point you're going to have to have watched everything. But I think they're kind of also doing it in a way that the MCU is now so big that they can start carving off their little niches that maybe necessarily they won't all come together in mm-hmm. an Avengers type film. I mean, I'm sure they will have something big in the future. Um, but which this kind of fits with the way they've done the comics. I mean, there's, there's always the core, the Avengers, the X-Men, Spider-Man, they're all on earth doing their thing. Right. But you have the guardians of the galaxy out there. I think we'll be part had, of this. And very well could be, it makes more sense because they're out in space. I mean, yes, they came back for, uh, what, you know, Endgame and all that, but Marvel comics itself has a whole cosmic niche. Right. Where they not necessarily a line, but there's a handful. I mean, they started with, you know, annihilation, annihilation, this blah, blah, blah. They did all these, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands, they did all these different, you know, the, Infinity Stone, Infinity War, blah, blah, blah. These mm. were all in the comics as cosmic events. Right. And then, you know, Annihilation and all that stuff came about. So they keep going back and having this niche cosmic thing. You know, Silver Surfer is part of that. Jack Kirby. So I think that's what kind of Marvel's doing now. They're, they've carved out this niche. Right. Of, we're going to do some more cosmic stuff. And it totally makes sense to help boost that up. Hey, we'll throw in the Guardians of the Galaxy or uh, throw in Captain Marvel, right? Right. Stuff like that. Because Captain Marvel is one of the great characters where she can be on Earth defending it as an adventure, but also because now she has this, you know, attachment to the Kree and the cosmic side, you can also send her off world for a while and she can have adventures there. Like she's done in the comics, too. She's done that, too. Right. So, sorry, I'm blathering. No, no, you didn't. It's so, but to make this all fit, now they they also had two end credit scenes. Yes. The first one is the emergence of Eros, which is, I guess, is the brother of Thanos. How I don't know. They look completely different. It's like it's like twins. It's like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, um, <clears throat> that's how they introduced well, him. Yes. So, Star Fox. Or Eros, whatever name you want to call him by. Yes, he is from Titan, just like Thanos. But they're all Eternals. There's a whole host of different Eternals. So, they don't he, all look the same. Oh, I thought they Star all Fox is supposed to have these, you know, <clears throat> whips in his hair poking out and all this stuff. But yes, technically he is Thanos' brother. But I wonder what their parents look like. Well, okay, so in the comics, at least, <clears throat> Thanos is, they, they never mention this in the MCU, and maybe they will at some point, but in the comics, Thanos is an eternal and deviant hybrid. Oh, okay. So maybe this is something that will, that will learn. an eternal deviant hybrid from Titan. Okay. So, and then... I think his brother Eros. I don't think he, I don't think he's a mix. I think he's just. I don't know if they're full brothers. I, like I said, I don't know the cosmic side as well. Well, apparently yes. this one is going to be able to sing really well. Right. 
Smart ass. <laughs> well, it's Harry Styles, and it's kind of a kind of took right. me out of the whole. Took me out of everything actually when I saw him. I'm like, oh, I don't know. He'll be fine, maybe, but it kind of took me out a little bit. Um, and then Patton Oswalt's little troll, the troll guy. What was yeah, that about? Yeah, didn't love it. Didn't love this troll. Well, yeah, I don't know who he is. It's just it's very strange. This whole thing is strange. So I mean, it's it's part of it. And then you've got the end end credit scene where you have um, Kit Hendricks or whatever his name is, um, John Snow, um, that that works with uh, Dane. Is that his name, Dane? And he opens up the chest and he's got. Uh, well, I guess I had to look it up. It's not me. The Ebony Blade, which is some kind of Black Knight or something. Yeah, he is the hero of the Black Knight now. As you saw in the end credits, the Ebony Blade is cursed, which is heavily, heavily. Yeah, it takes it makes him crazy, right? Yeah, it does all kinds. Of, it depends on the writer, but it does all kinds of different things to him. <laughs> like I remember reading him in the eighties. There was this time where he was fused to his armor, and every time he, every time he used a blade, it it made it more fused or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's cursed, and it does bad things to him. And the, and the voice off screen was uh, Blade. Yeah, I had to look that up. I had forgot. I remember hearing it when the movie came out. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was like, "Who?" At first, I was like, "Is that Nick Fury?" No, and the voice how is, is not right. How is he tied to that to to the the blade? Do you know? Well, I haven't read any of those, so I have no idea. Well, it depends. So here's the thing: the movies pick and choose different stories mm-hmm. that they decide they like. Right. Um, there was a point in time, so I'll, I'll try and be brief, but for a while there was a comic called MI-13, which if you know anything about uh, Britain, they have um, an office kind of like the CIA, James Bond works for MI-6, but MI-6 is a real thing. So right. think of MI-6 as like you know their version of the CIA. Well, their version of the FBI is MI-5. Um, and then, so in the Marvel universe, there's MI 13, which has to deal with, um, otherworldly, uh, yeah, it's supernatural. Like, like what did we just have in, um, WandaVision? What was that group? Oh, that was, uh, okay. That was, uh, what sword sword. Yeah. Which is kind of like shield, but they're supposed to deal with, but sword is more extraterrestrial, at least in the comics. Okay. Uh, where MI-13 isn't necessarily extraterrestrial, but well, I mean otherworldly. I mean like Doctor Strange paranormal. type shit. Yeah. So in the comics, um, there was this MI-13 that Captain Britain was kind of the head of uh, as far as the you know, their strike force. Black Knight being in Britain, he helped. And then Blade also joined the team because there was this whole war or battle with Dracula. So anyhow, that's that might be how he fits in. If they decide to go down this horror slash, you know, paranormal aspect of the Marvel Universe, I don't know. Not go after Morbius? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Whereas Morbius, yes, he's a vampire, but he did it through science. It's, again, it's comics. So those two things, and, you know, is there, I was thinking about the Dark Knight thing, or Black Knight, Dark Knight. The Black Knight thing, will that have anything to do with Moon Knight? Because they're both one could be crazy, and I don't know. Um, they both have been Avengers at one point, but 
they don't have a lot of interaction, so I don't see that. Doesn't say it's not going to happen. They might make that happen, but I I don't see that at this point. Okay. Anything? I mean, I, I I think it's going to be better the second time I watch it. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It's 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 it didn't. I don't know if it's top ten Marvel, but it's not. I don't the, know if it is bottom. either. But it's not bottom Marvel. I basically I looked at it this way. I liked it way more than Thor: Dark World. Yeah, I actually. Yes I, know no. you, I mean, I like Loki, I, but you know, Loki's always yeah, Loki's good. great and everything. But right as a whole, even though I still enjoy Dark World, I recognize it's not a great film. And I know you're not going to agree with this at all, but I vastly, vastly, um, what's what I'm looking for, prefer this to Shang Chi. Oh my God, no. Yep. You know, I have issues yeah. with Shang Chi. Yeah, I don't. All right. That is the Eternals. Let's jump over now to our second main topic, which is the Book of Boba Fett, Episode Three: The Streets of Mos Espa. Boy, th- this one's got—it's uh, got the Star Wars fans divided again, arguing online of all the things that happened. Uh, first of all, look—it's not my favorite episode so far. There's some really good things that happen in this episode, and there's some really odd things that happen in this episode. It's not the best. It's it, it's taken us to a place now where, like, I you know I want to see Boba Fett now. Like I'm, you know, right now in my opinion, Boba Fett hasn't really done anything other than survive a Sarlacc pit. Um, I don't know his motivation. I don't know a lot of things yet. The 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 you know I'm going to be critical. I'm yes, I'm a Star Wars fan, but this was not the best. There's some good things that happen in it. Certainly not the best. And this, you know, I'm a little bit scared. I, I want this series to get better. And I I have faith in Favreau and Filoni. I, I hope it's going to get better. But right now, I don't think it's in a great spot. It's not it's not in a spot where, I, where I've gone through the internet and people are like really complaining. I mean, I, I got my notes here and I can go through them. But overall, I think that, you know, as a first, this is like a a five point five out of ten for me for this particular episode. You know, that's where I'm at. Um, a little bit, I didn't hate it, so it's you know, it's a, you know, I wouldn't give it like you know a three or something like that. But that's where I'm at with this particular episode. How about you? We'll get your overview, then we'll jump into a little of the specifics. I think you're in the same spot. There are some things that yes, I liked about it, but there's a lot more I disliked about it. Yeah. Um. Don't get me wrong, there's some good stuff in here. I mean, I think anything with Black Chrysanthemum is better. Yeah. That that said, this episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez. He's done some amazing and fantastic. Even the episode from The Mandalorian that he directed was great. That, that one was great, yes. That brought us Boba Fett, right. Yes. But he's done some great action scenes in his own movies. And I'm sorry, that whole fight between Black Chrysanthemum and the street kids was boring. We'll, we'll get into that, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I, I The second time I watched it, it wasn't as bad, but I know what you're saying. I mean, so like, like you said, I, I'm <laughs> at the point where I'm like, this show is starting to bore me. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good sign. Again. I didn't hate the episode. There are things I liked about it. I'm going to watch the next week's episode. I'm going to watch the whole series. I mean, I'm going to watch the whole 
Right. And just like you, I have faith in Filoni and Favreau. You know, there were some episodes of Mandalorian that were like, okay, where is this going? But mm-hmm. we knew from season one, they're all going to connect and it made sense. And it did. And it built perfectly. Right. right. I'm hoping that's the same for this. But as of <clears throat> right now, uh, the Mandalorian was a much more mysterious and much more interesting character. And I don't know. I, I will say this. There was less uh, flashback to in this episode. That's right. A lot less flashback, flashback. Though. So let's talk about the character. So Boba Fett himself, right? When I go on the internet and I see people like, oh, I want to see him. He was a badass. He was this evil dude that came out. And I'm like, was he evil? Do you think Boba Fett was evil in, in Star Wars movies? I don't think he's evil at all. I think he's there to make money. And yeah, that's what I think. Like he was just doing a job. He happened to be Han Solo, our favorite character. And that's why we were pissed off, but he wasn't necessarily evil. He's a man for hire and did his duty. Right. Yeah. I mean, one thing that kind of, uh, that kind of puts a nice uh, spin on Boba Fett. Uh, it kind of encapsulates him in just a, a quick second in Jedi. Mm-hmm. When you've got Leah disguised as, oh, what's the Boosh. On here? Boosh, thank you. Yeah. And has the thermal detonator and is about to kill everyone. He just nods. Then, yeah. yeah, that nod, like, I yeah. respect your game. Yeah. You know, right. that's Boba Fett. He right. doesn't give a shit. Like, he doesn't hold a grudge that he could have died right there. He's like, yeah, I right. would have probably done the same. That was a good idea. Right. You got what and you needed. You got some are, saying, well, some are saying, well, he seems like he's really dumb through all this. I'm like, well, he got his jetpack hit by a blind guy and died like he wasn't smart there like i think there's just people brought like the tough thing for this show right everybody has brought 40 years 30 some years since empire of their thoughts of who this character is we didn't know anything then we got episode two and we learned he's just a clone so that took the mystique away and now we're finding out that he's just, he was just a person for her and one that was very much alone. Right. What, what, what you find in all these flashbacks, you know, they show the, the, him as a kid again and showing Django flying off and he's just like, he's by himself. He's, he's alone. Right. And now, and he's a, he's strangely alone because he's also a clone. Right. So he saw millions of his dads all over that facility that is at. Right. But he never connected to his own dad. Maybe, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of depth to this character that we're, that we're still learning about. Right. And and I think that people are they just want to see somebody kill a bunch of people. They want a Terminator. Uh, from what I'm reading on the Twitter and all that stuff. And I think that they've done a good job of we're, we're learning who this is, and he's learning who he is through the you know what he wants to be and that kind of stuff. So I kind of like that. That's fine. I'm not mad about that stuff. I get you know taken out because of other things. So. Anyways, we let's let's run through it real quick, and as we run through it, well, it'll bring up some of the ideas I thought of. So, at the beginning of this, we have you know, guy comes in and and he wants uh, Boba Fett to take care of the street rats, right? And it happens to be you know Stephen Root, who's awesome, but you medically great character actor. You you automatically go to um, uh, office space, you know. That she's like, <laughs> how do I know him? I said, it's Marvin. From yeah. Office Space. Yeah. My stapler. She's like, yes. I'm like, yes. He's done so much more things, so I feel bad for you to get stuck with that. Um, he was great on uh, news radio. He was awesome. Jimmy J. Oh, yeah. He's a great character. all kinds of things. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, he comes and asks, you know, take care of these things. He's a water monger. Then 
Boba Fett goes to take care of him and he sees these kids. Now, I love the idea that they're it's cyberpunk, so to speak. They're the youth. I like the dichotomy of like, you're an old Boba Fett, you're an old man. Like, you don't know our generation. This is an interesting play of a generation in Star Wars that we haven't seen. And I like the idea, like, you know, if you think back, you know, Luke's got a mechanical hand, right? Didn't want it. These people are choosing. These people are choosing it because it gives them certain something. So it's an interesting take. I like that idea. However, the way they're portrayed in terms of how they look on Tatooine is odd to me. If it's if it's Coruscant, yes. Right? But yes. it doesn't it doesn't fit here. And and right. and you know for all the like okay. I have it written down. Like, I don't know if I like their most Vespas. I call them the most Vespas. <laughs> They're little speeders. <laughs> well, Thank yeah. Because I'm you. sorry. It's clearly a nod. It's to fine. The British mods from the 60s, right? 100%. My point is this. If you go, people like, oh, people don't, this doesn't look Star Wars. And I go, well, do you want me to show you Dexter's Diner from episode two? Do you want to see the car that Bail Organa was driving in that? Like, it's definitely got. George, it's it's a nod to George Lucas actually, and 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 the whole idea of American graffiti and the cars, like Lucas did it in his own Star Wars films. The problem is it's on Tatooine. Yes, that's the problem. If they yes. said early on, well, we were dumped here from we came, you know, we tried to find our bounty here from Coruscant, we just came from Coruscant or something. If they said that, okay, they're like a street gang there or whatever, you know, they're certainly not street rats because. Oddly enough, they they have these, you know, souped up most Vespas, clean and clear. Their 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 outfits. Which listen, you don't have zippers in Star Wars. That was a George Lucas thing, and they have fucking leather jackets with zippers. So they already screwed that up. So I'll give them that. Um, did you know that that was a George Lucas? Like, there's yeah, no zippers. George there. Lucas also didn't. You didn't have glasses in space either. Right. That's already been broken on Mandalorian. So. Right. So, you know, that's fine. That's little things that nobody would really know. But but if you're, if you're building a world, um, but so they have these things, these nice things, and then they can't pay for water. I, I, I don't know. Like, the, the, they didn't look poor is what I'm saying. Well, and they also alluded to the fact that their upgrades were not cheap either. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, in that whole scene, oh, keep an eye on them. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, I paid a lot of money for this. I am very proud of it. Yeah, no, I I, I like them. Like I like those characters. They're just no, I like, they're I just like too. art directed in the wrong spot. That's what throws me off. Um, now it's funny to me because I would think I think each episode costs about ten, ten, eleven million to make. Ironically, the first Star Wars film had eleven million dollar budget. <laughs> just in case you know that um the 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 car chase not done well no. they should have they should have re-edited that or something it just looks slow like i feel like i can run next to those things um well, you know and i get bumping into things when you're running down the road but it just seemed to be one like two minute long crash right it everything it, and it's fine it's you know these are the bad things on it I, you know it, it, it bugged me um, but you know, I hope that these characters are better. And then, you know, it's not great decision-making by Boba Fett by just saying, I like the way you talk. So now you're on my side. Like Boba Fett does look weak 
right now. And I think it's on purpose. Like, I think eventually it's all going to turn. Cause he's, you know, he says later, he says, you know, we, we I have to, you know, I, I have to make a stand or whatever. What did he say? We have, um, since I'm a Fennec Shen, um, I have to respond so, or something. Right. Exactly. And he will, but calculating wise, he's making, there's loyalty in everybody he saved so far. Now these kids kind of turned quickly. Like, yeah, we'll work for you. Like, you know, um, it would have been interesting if you'd have paid off their debt and say, "Now your debt, your debt is owed to me, and we'll go from there." But now you work for me is kind of a, and they just comply. Anyways, right. And as we're leading up to this too, I mean, you can see that a war is coming, right? For sure, you you see that's coming. And I even said to Shaley, I said, "How is he going to do it? He doesn't have an army. It's him, Fennec." And a couple of Gamorians. Like, how is he going to do this? And then all right. of a sudden, oh, well, here's his army now. He's got a bunch of street kids. Well, he's the start of one, at least. Start of one, right. Yeah. So anyways, they go back and they go into a flashback. To, and we see him on a bantha going to Mos Espa and trying to make a deal with the Pikes to say, hey, you know, we got this territory. And they say, well, we're not going to pay two people. And he's, yeah, that's the motorcycle club. I don't know the name of the motorcycle club. But anyways, he goes back to the, with the news to try and, he says, hey, I'll take care of it. And they say they look forward to working with him. He gets back to camp and it's destroyed. Destroyed and people are killed. Tuscans are gone. So they're not going to help at the end. <laughs> at least yeah. this group wasn't. Um, no. now, now, what we didn't see, I don't know if we, we did not see the body of the warrior woman though. No, we so could be captured. She could be captured. He can go save her, and then maybe they could bring an army back, whatever. But we do. We we did see the leader, and then he brought the little kid's stick out, so we know the little kid has been killed. Right. So that was a, that's a that was a tough scene. It was. It was a very tough scene after everything's gone through. So it was a good for him. Now we know that at this point, Jabba's dead, right? And that motorcycle club is probably the Nicto game. The Nicto game. They're they're responding to Bib, Fortuna. Yeah. So he's eventually going to make the connection that it's Bib, and that's probably why he walks in and just kills him. Yes. So that's a nice thing that maybe will happen. This uh, this is all going to turn, I believe, and Boba Fett is going to be an ass kicker, and people will be happy with that. But I think it's going to be an interesting go. Um, so, well, I think ahead. part of the issue is that. I think, yes, we all know we're going to get there, that he's going to become the badass crime lord. And this is much less, this is not the godfather. And I think that's, I mean, it, it should be more like the godfather. Instead, it's it's turning out a bit weaker. You know what I'm well, saying? He's, he's not a godfather yet. It's, it's, it's like Godfather 2 of the flashback scenes. Yeah, but even those, I mean, come on, uh, Vito Corleone was a badass even as a young man. Yeah. But he made mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I, I, I 100% agree that shit's going to go down in the last <clears throat> two, three episodes. And we're all going to be like, oh, fuck yeah. Thank you, Filoni and, and Favreau. We, like I said, I still have faith in them. Right. That we'll get there. But I, I'm just waiting to get there. So anyway, but right. keep so, going. So, my he, bad. so he, he comes out of the back to... And everything's nice, you know, the water opens up and all of a sudden Chris Santon's hand grabs him, right? And a fight ensues. 
My problem is, how the hell did he get in there? Like, what kind right. of security does he have? Now, well, he I, I people on his staff. I retcon, yeah, but he also has a big fucking door to get into the place. I know, I know, I know. Right, but I, I retcon this in my own mind, my own canon. If you know, Chrysanthemum and Boba Fett have a history. They know who right. each other's do. They don't hate each other. They both have a history with Jabba. So Chrysanthemum knows that palace. Right. So there's probably ways he can get in that we don't know about. That 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 bounty hunters knew. Maybe they maybe getting away from the police or whatever. The you know whatever the Empire. There's hidden ways to get in. Maybe you know right. I could see that. So I know a passageway in the back that. No yeah, one else I'll knows. chalk it up to his prior knowledge. People that watch the show don't know that though. People that, that well, that's the thing too though. You and I both know they have a history that they've worked together before. Right, right. They also knows. worked, you know, on opposite sides of a, depending on who's thing. paying them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Not and that's that's a lot of the reasons for this. This. Right, but even yeah. when he when he let him go though, which I know we're jumping ahead a bit, but he, the way it was filmed, it was like no one told Tamora Morrison that you guys have a backstory. It didn't seem like. Right. Boba acted like, oh, yeah, I, I've known you for quite some time and we've done lots of jobs together and right. I respect right. you and don't blame you for what we did. So go on your right. way. It just seemed like. He, yeah. He did say, you know, depend, you know, depend, watch where you take your money from. Oh, I forget the word that he used. But, yeah. but anyways, so the fight ensues. He throws, you know, again, Boba is down to nothing. No armor getting ripped around by the Wookiee. He has him in a huge grasp ready to break his back, so to speak. And then. Uh, the Power Rangers come in. I mean, the kids come in. <laughs> the mock kids come in. Now, the second I thought the first time I watched it, well, that was easy. But they came in. They all had weapons, like electronic weapons. They stunned him. Like it was not just somebody poking him. They had in their mods did something to Chrysanthemum for a second, and and stunned him. And but yeah. he still threw them around. But if yeah, you know anything about the, if you know anything about Chrysanthemum in the in the, in the comics, you're upset because he probably would have just tore their heads off, <laughs> yes. been, right? So it's it's a tough thing. You can't do it on Disney. I get it. Uh, but he did throw those Gamorrean guards down. That was pretty. I mean, he beat the hell and bit one, and you know it was pretty good. I mean, it's not as bad as fight as it is the second time you watch it, because the first time you're like, oh, he's going to rip through all these people, and that's it. But if he kills everybody, then the show's over. Well, so, well just, <laughs> I mean. Okay, yes, I understand why they couldn't show him as completely badass as they showed him in the comics. And I get that they can't be that violent. I get it. It's Disney. That said, just the way it was filmed was, like I said, I've seen Robert Rodriguez Let's, do yeah. several fantastic fight scenes. It wasn't so much that he got beat. It was just it was just poorly filmed. I Yeah, the editing. was not. A well film, right? The blocking, well the blocking, the yeah. editing was just strange. Which I don't expect that from Robert Rodriguez. I expected no. better, so it kind of threw me. Agree, agree. So, anyways, that happens. They 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 lock him into the rancor pit, the empty rancor pit. That's when Boba says, "I hit. I have to respond," something like that. And they say, "Well, it's the huts." And then conveniently, the huts show up. <laughs> Some convenient writing in this. And they show yeah. up. Huh? Right? Yeah, but they show up to leave. Right. It's, it's some weird things here. So you got them, and they, they bring a gift. They actually apologize for trying to kill them. So clearly they're scared, and they're scared of what we assume to be the Pikes, I'm assuming, in a bigger organization. Um, they give them a gift. The gift is a Rancor coming by Rancor trainer Danny Trejo. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that big time. Who doesn't like Danny that. Trejo? Trejo shows up in anything Rodriguez is in. Yeah. And I'm it, here for it. I'm it okay was, with that. It was bound to happen. And I'm fine, totally fine. I loved him. But what was nice is people are, well, some people are like, oh, they're retconning a rancor. I'm like, are they? Or are they just extending the story? Like last we saw a rancor, it was killed uh, by Luke mm-hmm. in a way that was, you know, why didn't he just use the force to push button? He had to throw a rock, but you know, hey, there's a plot hole there. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. It's like why don't he just go like wave his hand and shut the gate? Like why do you have to throw a rock perfectly? There's where's the drama? Come on, George, think it through. He's a, uh, especially when he comes in all black, saying I'm a Jedi now. Right, he's throwing shit around. Yeah, yeah. Come on, just you couldn't fucking you, levitate you, you, a fucking rock. You know, either the, force right. it yourself or levitate the rock and zap that shit. Right, or just. Use the force to push the button. To shut the, that's all you had to do. Anyways, um, the Rancor dies, and then you see after all the drama, the Rancor trainer from them crying because they form a bond. Like it's like his pet, right? So that's right. the first time. So this is just an exact, you know, elaboration of of that, and that that it's just a creature. Now it's a very interesting quote here. I don't know if you picked up on it or you thought much about it. It's a throwaway quote. But it, it says a lot to why Boba is drawn to this, right? Boba says, I thought they were bred for fighting. Right? Right. Seems like a throwaway line. What is Boba Fett? He's a clone bred for fighting. Or the clones were right. bred for fighting. Right. But they you He's found out later else. you found out later through the attack of the clones that they're actually more or the clone wars, they're actually more human than clone. They all have different thoughts and feeling. You know what I mean? They're all different in a way. Yes. They, have, they have attitudes. So what seems like a throwaway line is very much a touching line when you look at it like, well, he doesn't. he's one of many that look the same. Even from Mandalorian, you hear from uh, um, the man out saying, I've heard, voice, I've heard your voice a thousand times. I know what you are. You know, there's, he is nothing. You are bred for war, and that's what you people are good for, and that's it. So we don't even care if you die. So this is a very – like it's a, it's a throwaway line, but it's a big deal, I think. And oh, why and why he connects to it, and that's why I thought that scene was awesome. You know, here stand in front and get imprinted, and it was a little bit long and a little, you know, but it, it was a big deal for him. And I, I think that line was on purpose. Obviously, it's writing. Maybe they didn't mean it as much as I read into it. Maybe I'm reading more into it than than there should be. But to me, it was a, a an interesting line. You know, oh, I, I I love your interpretation of it. Uh, whether or not. You're reading too deeply into it. Obviously, we don't know. We didn't write the episode, but right. everything you say fits, and I see that, and it makes me appreciate that scene more. I personally thought the scene was great too, because, um, you know why it it, it I don't want to say humanizes the rancors, but you know we saw it was it Moshi Moshi something yeah. like that in yeah. the Bad Batch. Right. You find out rancors are not just all raving beasts, and really. There are no real all raving beasts, even on our planet. A rancor is really kind of like uh, just a super huge dog, right? Yeah, or bear or whatever. Right, right. But, you know, kind of the same thing. You know, you take dogs. Dogs are man's best friend. You love the fuck out of a dog. Dog loves you. But, yes, there are people that take them and instead of, you know, loving them, breed them to fight. And they fight in dog fights, which is wrong and a horrible. Well, right, right. A rancor is really not that much different. Why shouldn't a rancor have emotion? Dogs have emotions. Right. So it, it's a, it was a great scene. And that's one of the parts I did like about this episode very much. Um, it was really, really good. Um, so I don't know. And then from there, it just kind of um, jumps back to uh, 
he releases, uh, they, they, they say that we're, we're going to leave. Here's your gift. Um, th- there's a bigger war here and they don't want any part of it because it's bad for business. Um, you know, I think the huts aren't as powerful as they were prior to no. the empire. No. I, another thing I do like, and this is way early that I like about this episode. We finally got to learn who owns what territory. Like they should have had that in episode one. Yeah, that's some episode one shit right there. We, right? Yeah. We should why have got is that Boba, Fett, Boba Fett finding out here? We I've been, you know, the the dining room. At least a week or whatever. Whatever, right. right? And now I'm finding out who owns what? Well, no, no, yeah. no. This, that this definitely, is definitely some episode one shit right here. They should have. That was bad. That was bad. Like they should have had that definitely in the prelude or episode yes. one. Yes. Um, so anyways, they just, uh, we find out after the crash, which is all this nonsense that, that, uh, the mayor is working with the pikes. So now we know that we're, we're getting to a, a pike. I think it's a reunion of a pike <laughs> argument at some point. And we know that they've now come in back, um, arriving and now they're going to prepare. Let's be ready. So I think there's, <laughs> excuse me, there's going to be, <laughs> excuse me, there's going to be a lot happening in episode four. Yeah. It should be. Like we're, now we're, we're setting up sides. Well, now the first two episodes were what, 45 minutes to an hour, give or take. And this one is only about 30 minutes. No, the first, the prelude was like 30, less, almost less than 30 minutes. It was really, really short. Right. Episode two was like 50-some minutes. Yeah, that was it. Sorry. But this one stopped here exactly like you said, for this very reason. Because I think this was set up, and now we know we know what the thing is. It's going to be about the Pikes coming in and going to war, and you know, obviously uh, Boba Fett consolidating his power. And it looks like what we saw from the trailers before this, he's going to try and unify the different sections to take on the Pikes. That's what right. I'm assuming. Right. And I just want to address some issues from, um, I just did a lot of reading of what people's thoughts were today. And they keep, there's a lot of people out there, mostly, I'm going to say it, mostly people of my age, the middle-aged guys that grew up with Star Wars that are yelling at Disney saying, all they're trying to do is, you know, nobody's actually evil. They keep trying to redeem everybody and no one can be bad. I'm like, um, that's the whole story of Star Wars is redemption for everyone. Han Solo was a smuggler asshole. He was redeemed at the end of Star Wars. He came back, right? You have, you know, some kid named Anakin who killed a bunch of Jedi kids. Right. And he's redeemed at Return of the Jedi. I mean, that that that's what this show's about. That's what Star Wars has always been about. There's only one character that can't be redeemed. That's what Sidious, really, pure evil in some ways. I don't think I just I just re- reiterate I don't think Boba Fett was ever an evil person. No, I don't think he was evil either. I, like I said, I think he his allegiance is to whoever is paying to him. his bills. His allegiance is to himself. This whole life, right. he just you know pay the bills, make money, and go. Just a simple man making his way through the universe. Yeah, I, I again, there are things I liked about the episode, and we've discovered most of them. There are things I didn't like. Um, but like I said, I, I can't help but starting to feel a bit bored. So I'm yeah. really hoping the fourth episode comes roaring back in a way and grabs my attention. I mean, it's like you said, uh, uh, on the internet, you've seen, you know, people more of your age, but also, I mean, one of our own listeners, um, Michael Vandenberg, who is a longtime listener of ours, he, he posted, we were talking about it and he posted, uh, 
on my page that it's not that it's bad, and it's not. Both, I'm, I think you and I both agree it's not a bad show. But right. Michael said uh, it's not that it's bad; it's just a little bit. It's a more of fan fan lip service than exciting at this point. You can plant all the Easter eggs you want if the plot right. doesn't advance, then it stalls out. Totally understand. And I totally agree. Totally I agree. agree too. The plot. It's got to start going, going, man. It's got to start kicking in. Exactly. And I think that's where I am. I think it's where you are. That's why I'm getting a little bit bored. The plot has to get moving. Yeah. And I'm a little upset at some of the small writing problems, you know. Um, you know, how to croissants and get in, little things like that. Things that I can wreck out of my head. Um, can I be a little smarter? Why didn't Why didn't Fennec go out in the back of the building when they went to the mayor? Why did they both go, go in? If you're smart, yeah. you, cover, you cover all the doors. Yeah, she seems that kind of person, smart enough where he goes in and then she's you know, yeah. like, you see her wait out front. Right, or put the Moss Vespa in. game, the Moss Vespas around the building. They were there. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see it in my head. They come to the door. They're all there. Boba yeah. walks in and you see her wait at the door as it shuts behind her. And you think she's right out front, but really she's gone around to the back and she's already right. Yeah. But then, but then you can't have the chase scene, right? Yeah, which they didn't need, but... And then, you know, I agree. The little things of, you know, a little back to future stuff there, but, uh, um, it was totally back to the future. <laughs> yeah. They had um, hoverboards that they sat on instead. Right. The most Vespas. Um, most Vespas. Now the, the, the woman that is in the show, I forget her name, but she's on a show called yellow jackets. And she's great in that. Um, Sophie, Thatcher? Oh, okay. Sophie Thatcher. I think that's her name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she plays the one with the arm. Um, she's great. She's great. She's gonna be. She's gonna be really good. Um, she's great on on Yellow Jackets, and she seems really good here. So I hope uh, that her character becomes something a little stronger. Um, you know, I mean, is Jennifer Beals done? Like, I feel like there's a, there's some you get some heavy actors like no, Beals you know, is not done. She's too big of a no, right she's too big to throw her in two minutes and to get her all cleaned up and makeup and all then that. Then again, some high can. Uh... Eternals. She yeah. Very long. I, yeah. I, I don't think we're done with Jennifer Beals. Yeah. So listen, a lot of problems with this episode, but a lot of good things. Um, I urge people to watch it again and look at it with a different point of view. I urge them, look, I'm ripping on the Moss Vespas too, but it's not a new aesthetic. George Lucas had that aesthetic. The problem again was it's on Tatooine and it's just odd for Tatooine. Tatooine seems like a place of people having to build their own stuff. It's a, it's, it's a, um, a, a maker's place. Like you make your own shit, you deal with your own stuff and, and you're, you're you repurposing, you fix it. You fix you it. Yeah. Right. It's grungy. It's drab. Yeah. Now, again, the mods want to stand out in this culture. It's no different than London when it was a drab place, right? In the sixties, it's a drab doll grays and blues. And then the mods came out and, did a lot of different things, haircut-wise and everything else, and were very different. Right. So, and, but they do stand out a bit with their being cyborgs. Yep. And I love that idea. I, I totally love that idea. I like that idea, too. I, but you know. I, I agree with you. Like, as we've seen in the prequels, you know, Coruscant <clears throat> is the head of government, head of commerce. Everything's there. Um, you know, you see speeders of just about every kind, but most of them are slick or look like sports cars and stuff like that. Whereas everything we've seen with Tatooine, it's all very, you know, sand is very abrasive. It destroys shit. Everything gets is, everywhere. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? Nice. Well done. <laughs> but like, you know, even, even Luke Speeder, it's cool, but it's all these earth colors and stuff. And you can, right. you know, it's, he, he's, you know, fixing it all the time, you know, and he sells it. And every vehicle we see looks beat to shit because sand destroys everything. Right. You know, I just, I agree. I, I get that they're counterculture kids, but it just, it stuck out too much. On Coruscant, I could have bought it. On Tatooine, no. Especially when it's a backwater. It's not known for its riches. Right. It just, it stands out too much. Right. Takes you out of the I universe. agree. So, all right. Well, hopefully it gets better. That's my hope. I'm going to watch it. I still like a lot of things from it, of lore, that, but it does have to get better. It's not as good as Mandalorian right now. No, uh, no. Don't know if it will be, but uh, again, it's a different set. It's a different thing, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, it's not fair because I didn't watch the whole episode yet, but already the first 10 minutes of Peacemaker was is already high, more enjoyable than this last episode of Boba. Right. I obviously have 38 more minutes to watch. That said, I'm very much looking forward to jumping back into that after this podcast. All right. All right. Well, that's a good spot to end it. Uh, next week, we will talk more Boba Fett, maybe some uh, Peacemaker and uh, that of the like. Um, Michael, how, well, let, them, let, let the fans tell us what, what we what they think of Book of Boba Fett and Eternals. Where can they do that? Yeah. What did what'd you all think? Let us know. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast or Facebook is more your jam. You can find us on both a page and a group at the KyberCast on Facebook. Cool. And if you'd like to help out the show, check out KyberCast. I mean, patreon.com slash KyberCast. It's patreon.com slash KyberCast. Or a better way to help us that costs you nothing is to smash that subscribe button, Michael. Smash it. Smash it down. It's a joke, but it's not really a joke because when you subscribe to our podcast, it really helps the other players and puts us into different lists and it gets us into what people are listening to. And it really, really does help the podcast more than anything you can do. So please hit that subscribe button and tell a friend about the podcast and they can find us on every podcast uh, outlet you can think of, that I can think of anyways, from Amazon, Spotify, Google, Apple, and everything in between. So please tell your friend about us. And if you'd like to, check out our website at KyberCast.com. All our episodes are always posted there. If you don't have a podcatcher, you can tell them to go to KyberCast.com and we post everything there and we have a little store on there too. You want to check that out. Um, with that said, I think next week, again, we're going to talk more about Boba Fett. We'll talk some Peacemaker. What is it? Peacemaker? What is Peacemaker. it? Peacemaker. <laughs> John Cena. John Cena. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Michael, anything else you got to add before we wrap it up? No. I'm right. good. Cool. Until next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.